let's keep this one going. Stick with me for a bit, stand up and stretch if you like. I'm going to take another 15 minutes of your time. <laughs> Preacher's famous last, you know, the, they never do time well, do they, pastors or preachers? Um, the food is coming, but the reward is if you press in and... Um, then the reward will be there. Open your Bibles to Timothy. Um, they'll be on the screen as well. But if you've got your, your, um, your phones or your Bibles there, Second Timothy would be a great place to open today. Only great because that's where I'm going to be reading from as well. And if you want to join me. Second Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. And Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. So we're just going to read the first seven verses of each of those um, of each of those. Read along with me. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of the life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as I did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control." And then we're going to jump to 2 Timothy 2 and the first seven verses there. And this is Timothy speaking, uh, Paul to speaking to Timothy. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete isn't crowned unless... He competes according to the rules. It's the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crop standing in everything. And it might seem fairly obvious, but it would be hard to go past Timothy as a basis for the message on a day like today. Um, so sorry if it's really obvious, but it really is hard to go past that. There are a lot of parallels that we could draw pretty quickly um, with many of us, but Joel is a youngish man, but he's young. Young is, and Timothy was young, and in youth there's potential, there's energy, and Paul was needing someone with potential and needing someone energetic because there would be travel, there would be hard work, there would be resilience necessary, and those of us that have read and seen where Timothy ends up, it was going, we've got a young Timothy and we've got a young Joel. Timothy had not only been taught faith, he caught it. He was steeped in it. He was kind of pickled in it, if you like, or soaked in faith by his grandmother and his mother. And that's a rich heritage that Paul sees. Yeah, Paul would not mention it. It's, it's in here because it's not just a byline. It's in here because he really, really believes that that's really important and really powerful. By his grandmother and his mother, a rich heritage. And we can see the same and say the same about Joel. But in Joel's case, it's not just the grandmothers and it's not even just the mothers. You see, Timothy's father was a Greek and Greeks weren't, you know, and, and so Greek men 
you know, they weren't Jewish. They didn't believe in, in, in the, the, what the Jews fo- followed. And so Timothy's father would have had nothing to do with Timothy and the t- development of Timothy. So that's where the parallel fails because that's not true for Joel. Um, unfortunately for Joel, uh, Johann Sri Lankan, not Greek. And so he got involved. And fortunately for Joel, Sri Lankans don't just stop with mothers, grandmothers, and it goes from uncles to second uncles to cousins to third cousins to fourth cousins to whoever's got the skin and eats curry. You know, so Joel's being able to get it from everybody. But the parallel's still there, okay? Stick with me. The message is it's a rich heritage. Paul talks about family being a rich heritage. And I think that we all see that in you, Joel, in your life as well, most definitely. And note, this is not just knowledge. Paul is not just saying that Timothy has knowledge. Timothy wasn't just versed in theology or Old Testament scripture or gospel narratives. Timothy had character. He was solid. Paul called him somewhere, didn't he? He called him a a trustworthy fellow for the journey because the journey was going to be tough. So Paul didn't just see someone who had knowledge. He saw someone who was trustworthy. That, that rich heritage, that family had built a resilience in him, a, a doggedness for the truth. And um, that's true for Joel as well. I can attest to the same, working with and getting to know Joel. I've seen character. I've seen depth. I've seen conviction. If I was here, I'd tell her that. I probably have told that. But also theological depth and also for a love for the gospel and also a love for Jesus. That was definitely there for Timothy and it's there for Joel as well. And if we look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, we see that Timothy was a discipler, that, that Paul had in mind for him to be not just a disciple, not just someone who was a great companion for journey, but to build, would change the lives of other people. That the world that Timothy came out of, his influence, his heritage, his character, and the things that Paul would teach him would change the world of others. And that they would in turn change the world of others. You see that progression in 2 Timothy chapter 2, don't you? And for Joel, that's a given. You know, we've seen that. We've been witnesses to that. And we know that that's going to continue. But Timothy would have been the first to say, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. It's about the good news. It's about a life changing, your life changing. Timothy would be the first to say, I'm following. I'm not leading. I'm following and I'm growing and I am learning. Timothy knew. I know Joel would say the same. Paul had said, follow me as I follow Christ. And this was what was in Timothy's heart. And I believe because I've witnessed it, that's in Joel's heart as well. Paul said to Timothy, you've been well equipped. Your mother, your grandmother, your your resilience and who you are. Go with me and I will continue to equip you. And I will send you to equip others. So Paul in chapter 1 is saying, you know, come with me. I see the rich heritage Go with me and I'll continue to equip you. And in chapter 2 we see, and I'm, I'm going to send you to equip others with the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul probably didn't get overly emotional about it, perhaps like we are uh, and will get, and mushy. You know, make no mistakes, he loved Timothy. We see that in the Word. But he realised that what Timothy had, the heritage, the, the depth, the resilience, the knowledge, he, it was to be used. Paul never wasted an opportunity to use people in the best possible way. Paul was a people user. 
that wouldn't be a really popular thing for us to say nowadays. But Paul knew exactly why he would use people, use the things that God had done in people's lives, situations, and all for the sake of the gospel. We know that Paul, everything was for the sake of the gospel. I was thinking about this and... and in our church, we, we talk about moving people in following Christ. That's what our, our goal is. And our strategy, how we do that, is to equip and send. Or we've sometimes used the word develop and send. That our strategy to move people in following Christ is to equip people, you, and send people, you. But that's not just one hope strategy. It's actually a kingdom strategy, isn't it? We learn this from Paul and the way he worked with Timothy. It's recorded here for us because that's actually the call on all of our lives. It isn't just about Timothy. It's not just about Joel. When we read this, we recognize that equip and send is, wait a minute, that's for all of us. That we're all to be equipped and we're all to be sent. It's a kingdom strategy. Because that's a call on all of our lives. And like Timothy, and I would say the same for Joel, it's an ongoing thing. For Timothy, it didn't stop with, oh, I've, 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 I've eked you away from your mother and grandmother now. Or Joel, we've, we've ripped you out of the Poppenbeck clan and sent you up. So it, it doesn't stop there. That's just almost the beginning for Timothy for the next phase. And the beginning, isn't it? Timothy went with Paul. He had been invested in and he would be invested in. He would be equipped and then he sent, and we read that he goes on to lead a church in Brisbane. I mean, sorry, though that was a prophetic slip. <laughs> he goes on to lead a church in Ephesus, if we read further. Timothy is instrumental in there. This is after this equipping, so there's more for him to do, isn't there? And even then, Paul keeps investing, and Timothy keeps learning. You know, maybe we haven't all had the kind of equipping Timothy had early on. Or even maybe the equipping that Joel had for that matter. Maybe it's more recent and, and perhaps it's ongoing right now. And maybe you're just waiting for that equipping. Maybe you're wanting to know more about what it means to follow Jesus and, and how that could change your life and how that could go on. Your life could go on to, to change other lives. Equipping in the knowledge of God and the call to gospel service is, is not just a once-off thing. It can start anywhere. It can start right now in your life doesn't matter whether you're 8 or whether you're 88. It can start anywhere. But that's the call of the gospel on us, to be equipped and then to send. It's not a one side. It can start anywhere. Timothy was useful to Paul and he was useful for the kingdom, not primarily because he was so equipped by his mother and grandmother, but because he was teachable, he was committed, and he was found willing to serve. That's what it takes. You've got to be teachable. You've got to be committed and found willing to serve. And Paul saw that in spades in Timothy. And we've heard that in bucket loads in Joel's life. And it would be true for many of us if we put you up the front here. Teachable, committed and willing to serve. That's what made Timothy useful. That's what gave us so with this morning. It was because he was willing, teachable and committed. And enabled Paul to use him to go on and lead a church in Ephesus and, and much more. Timothy wasn't just a wonderful, amazing and really special person. He was obedient, teachable and he had a heart to grow and serve. 
he understood that that was, what, that was normal when you were a follower of Christ, that it called you to be obedient, to be teachable, to have a heart to grow, a heart to serve, and serve practically. Now, Joel is also not just a wonderful, amazing, and really special person. Okay, he is that too. But he's not just that. In fact, we're putting him up on a pedestal today, and, and it's well-deserved. But Joel, in, the, in, in, in this gospel sense, is no more special than any of us in the sense that we're all called to be equipped. We're all given opportunities to be, and we're all given an opportunity to be willing to be sent. You don't have to be Timothy, you don't have to be Joel, you don't have to be super special. You just have to believe in Jesus and be a follower of him and know that you're called by the gospel to do that, to be equipped, to go, to be sent. And we've been given everything we need to do that. You're not without the necessary uh, ability or, or stuff around you to do that. You've been given the call. It's in the Word. The call's right there. If you follow Jesus, you have the same call that I have, that Joel has, that Timothy had, that anybody that you listen to, any podcast you listen to, any great books you read, if you believe in Jesus, you're a follower of Christ, you have that same call. So you've got that. You don't need that. You've got it. You've got examples. You've got examples of Timothy in the Word. You've got heaps of examples in the world, Word. You've got examples around you. Today we've seen it in Joel. There's many other youth leaders, young adult leaders, uh, turbo kid leaders, um, leaders and life group leaders. There's so many around you, perhaps even in your own family. So you've been given the call. You don't need to wait for that. You've been given examples. They're in the Word and they're all around you. You've been given a community. You've been given community to, to help you. And that's what Paul created with Timothy and, and with the people that travelled with them, a community. You've been given a community to help you and join you in your equipping and your sending. You've been given a church. That's what we do here. You've been given life groups. You've been given youth, mentors, opportunities to serve and reach out. So you've been given a call, and last thing I want to say, you've been given a reason. The gospel's given you a reason. The lost, the lonely, the oppressed, the nations. You've been given a call, you've been given an example, lots of examples. You've been given a community, and you've been given the best reason ever. Every single one of us. Timothy is an example to every single one of us. You, even if you haven't grown up in the greatest family, equipping can start right now. Even if it just started a couple of years ago, it's on for you and for me. Jesus serves as a most excellent example of being equipped, doesn't he? Or prepared and sent. And compassion for us. And then he sent him to live out those things amongst us. What an example. We've been equipped with the things that God gives us and then sent out to live them. Jesus was the greatest example. He sent God, his father sent him to live out that passion, that love and compassion, those things amongst us, and then to give himself for us. That's the ultimate act of obedience and service. So our response is to follow in his footsteps and say yes to the call to be equipped and sent. So if you're part of One Hope, and even if you're not, Wherever you are, the word calls you to be equipped and sent. In One Hope, we've made it a level of ministry we're at. But you don't have to be part of One Hope 
You don't have to look at Joel and, and yes, you look at Joel and think, what a great example. But you don't have to be like Joel. There'll be different equipping. But you have been called, make no mistake, you've been called to be equipped and to continue to be equipped and to be sent. Joel, you've served as a and for pointing many people to Jesus and we know that you have. It's not over though. And as your dad would say, the best is yet to come. And I truly believe that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the gifts that you give us. The gifts of things, of people, of life. But we want to thank you for the greatest gift you ever gave us, your son Jesus. Who was equipped by you, by intimately by you, to love us, to care for us to live amongst us and then to die for us, that you sent him to do that for us. Lord, what a small ask it is of us that you ask us to be equipped and sent to tell the world of the great gift that you've given us. Lord, thank you that you've given us the call. Thank you that you've given us examples like Timothy, like Joel, like many others in our lives and families. Thank you that you've given us a community to be a part of, to to practice, to learn, to shape, to grow, to to be given the courage to go. And thank you that you've given us a reason, a passion for the lost, for the nations, for those that don't know you, for those that are suffering, for those that for whatever reason aren't able to speak to you or to know you, that we have that reason, that we're sent to do that. Lord, thank you for your grace in calling us again and again, that it's never over. And that truly the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name, amen. We are going to finish. We're going to get our music ministry team up and we're going to finish with a song. And um, then I want to invite you. I think there will be coffee. There'll be coffee for a little bit of time, I'm looking for you, Philip. there'll be coffee for a bit of time and then maybe 20 minutes or so, there then will be food. It'll be in individual portions and um, meanwhile, could we have a bunch of people to just help to stack up and clear the chairs out of the way? Can a number of you do that? Create some room for us to have fellowship together in here and um, make sure you, where is Joel? Oh, make sure you find him and... Um, Yeah, thank him yourself. There might be something specific that you want to thank him for. Um, But most of all, we want to to see God continue to use him in even greater ways than he was used here. Amen? Yeah. Thanks, Shane.